is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome into Brewcast from Mason Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm Luke Giardi, joined as always by Chris Castellani and Anthony Broom. We're here with you on Monday night and headed into Tuesday. And we've got, oh man, a lot to get to here on Brewcast. And guys, I'm just going to pose a question right off the bat because this is the team I expected to see all year, man. What took so long? Yeah, I'm not even sure if it's the team I expected to see. Like even in my brain with, with the idea that this group could f- at some point fire on all cylinders. I don't think I ever expected it to be that dominant against a team that good and make no mistake about it. Notre Dame is very good. Uh, I, I think a lot of people ask the question, what Michigan did on Saturday, how much of that was on them, which I think is probably 90% of what, what they did. They broke Notre Dame, but also uh, I'm not so sure that Notre Dame got off the bus and uh, you look at just the way the, co- the two coaches approach this game. Jim Harbaugh, Josh Gaddis adjusted their attack based on what the elements were giving them. And, and the, other, uh, the other side, Brian Kelly, they still tried to throw in the rain. And I, I can't say it dug them too deep of a hole. They were down 17 at the half. They had it within 10 in the third quarter. But, um, you know, when we ask where has this been, Jim Harbaugh has been saying it for weeks. Like they, they feel they felt like an effort like this has been percolating. We all thought that he was nuts. His sanity, his sanity had come into question. Um, his, his grip on the program had come to question. His grip on reality had come into question. There were a lot of mean things written and said. And um, I won't say that we were 
part of the mean things. Like we were critical and things I've written have been critical, but I guess where has this been? I mean, when we step back and kind of take a look at things objectively, um, I think maybe it, in hindsight, it kind of comes with the realization that not only did Michigan sort of hit the reboot button with their offense, they also were putting it in the hands of a first-time play caller. And what I've seen the last few weeks is a, a Josh Gaddis offense and, and Ed Warner-influenced offense uh, that they're starting to kind of mesh the things they knew that they've done well the last couple of years with some of the newer concepts. And you feel it just feels like when we ask what happened, where has this been, I think it's clicking because what I see right now is that Josh Gaddis has a, a really – has a developing – feel for the game now again it's only been whatever six quarters of football need to see more of it but when we ask where has this effort been uh i think everything has been kind of maybe building to that and it might be quantifiable things that that we can't see because we're not in practice but um really just walk out of this weekend impressed by that i mean in terms of some of the tough questions that we still have about jim harbaugh and the direction of this program some of those still exist but definitely you crossed off three boxes with this win. You got a rivalry win. You had a top 10 win at the time. And uh, you know, technically, depending on who, which sports book you want to go with, you want a game as an underdog. And and I don't know, and, and that's why I think it's been quiet these last few days since the game. I don't know what negatives you can pull out of this, this contest. A 100% step in the right direction. Most impressive, um, probably the most impressive win that Jim Harbaugh's had in three years, at least. Yeah, no, I, I pretty much agree with everything you just said. This is a football team that has been highly scrutinized, and look, rightfully so. They have underperformed a lot at points this year. And and really, to be honest, until the, the, the second quarter of the Penn State game, it didn't seem like they had played anything close to complete football. And they did on Saturday, and Anthony, you brought up you know, not wanting to, uh, if there's any negatives you can pull from this. I don't think there are, I don't think there are, and I don't even want to. This was as close to flawless as you're going to get in a game like this. And Notre Dame is very good. And I brought this up in my post game on Twitter after that. I'm sure as is kind of the the way things are with Michigan football, there's going to be people who are going to uh, try to discredit this loss and claim that Notre Dame was was fraudulent to begin with. I think that's garbage. They came in here as a top 10 team. They gave Georgia a hell of a run a couple weeks ago. Obviously, Georgia's stock has dropped a little bit, but to go into Georgia and lose by what, a touchdown, I believe it was, incredibly impressive stuff. And if you would have told me at that time that Michigan was going to beat that Notre Dame team by 31 points, I would have thought you were crazy. So one of the biggest things that this game showed is the fact that this team is improving. And I think for a minute there, it seemed like we were worried. It seemed like they, they had kind of flatlined for a while there. They had those three really good quarters against Penn State, ultimately resulted in a really heartbreaking loss and a loss that I, I'm sure at the end of the year they're going to look back on and be really critical of themselves for, for letting that thing slip away early the way it did. But overall, for this Saturday, what we saw, nothing but positives, a, a flawless performance, all, all, every side of the football. Uh, I mean, offense, defense, special teams, uh, minus that block punt, which <laughs> turned out to, to potentially be the play that might have turned Michigan's season around. Um, uh, f- fantastic stuff. And as much as uh, a lot of us, including myself, may get uh, criticized for being overly critical, 
I got nothing but a whole heaping of praise for what this team did on Saturday. Yeah, this this crow tastes yeah. delicious. Yeah. And, and I'm going to be honest with you, man. That was maybe the most fun I've had watching a Michigan football game in a long time. I go back. Penn State last year it is really up there because that was thorough dominance as well. But the offense in this game compared to like that Penn State game, it seemed to be like, I don't know, better almost like more fluent you know there was a a lot of times in those Penn State in that Penn State game you know they were still going jumbo and and taking you know three downs and you weren't really quite sure you were getting a little frustrated with the offense I didn't get that feeling at all on Saturday and that kind of begs the question this is a top 10 opponent Michigan they opened as favorites but the line got bet down to to the point that they were an underdog uh this is a rivalry game is this the best win of Jim Harbaugh's tenure at Michigan I think you can make the argument for that with an asterisk next to it. Now, I don't want to look ahead too much, but if they if they did this and then go out four weeks from now and get absolutely demolished by Ohio State, we're probably back to like in you know the waters level, so to speak. Um, now, I'm not. I'm certainly not expecting them to beat Ohio State. I think depending on where you, you know who you talk to, what your opinion is, you could make the argument they're the best team in the country. But what I need to see is that they compete. This team brings that type of effort on both sides of the ball into that Ohio State game at home. It could get interesting. Justin Fields gets hit a lot, uh, and it hasn't really mattered because they've played a lot of bad teams, and Wisconsin is um, the exception to that. But I think the wheels are kind of starting to fall off with that team a little bit, whereas Michigan is, is pointing upward. I'd be really interested in seeing how those two teams would fare if they played today. Um, but, yeah, if we're just strictly talking about – in the here and now, where does this win stack up? I mean, it's at least number two. I mean, number one is probably that Wisconsin game from 2016, um, just because that was kind of the stamp that said, okay, you know what? This team, this program has turned around. This team is for real. They are a threat to win the Big Ten. Uh, this one, this one was, there was pride on the line. There was, you know, this, and make no mistake about it, I, I think the optics of that game are thrown off a little bit by, um, you know, the, the bottom certainly fell out for the Irish late, later on, but Michigan broke them too. I mean, in terms of a 60-minute football effort, um, given what the elements were, given what the preceding seven games leading up to it were, I, I don't know. It's too early to tell if it's the best win or not. Like, if that was the win that spurns them into an upset, upset of Ohio State at the end of the year, you win out. Um, I think then we're – that Ohio State game probably would take over as the best win, but this would be the one that propels it. Uh, right now – yeah, it's it's got an argument for one. I think it's definitely number two. Um, you know, just a this one was important just to see in, in terms of the talent. There's this perceived talent gap there between you know Michigan and, and some of these other teams, their rivals, so to speak. Uh, obviously, Ohio State as well. I think what this game showed more than anything is that when you just stay out of your own way and you play and, and you execute at a high level, you can you could not only play with any team in the country, you could, you could put a hurt on some of them as well. So uh, this game was important for the perception uh, of Michigan. I mean, if you want to talk about the, the wins that Harbaugh has needed most, I mean, the ones that have, there are four of them that have eluded him to this point. But when you look at a game like this, um, Notre Dame coming off of a bye week, really you look at Notre Dame's schedule, Michigan's the only, was really the only thing standing in their way of maybe getting back into that playoff conversation again. Um, there, there is no 
scenario where you can not chalk this up as an incredibly impressive effort and, and potentially the best 60 minute effort given the quality of opponent that, that a Jim Harbaugh team at Michigan has ever put forward. So I can, I cannot say anything but good things about, about how all that shook out. Um, just really, it was important to see that Jim Harbaugh isn't as crazy as people think he is when he says he sees improvement and they've been on the precipice of that for a few weeks, but um this was the one that kind of cemented like, you know what, maybe, maybe he knows and they know what they're talking about after all. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I, I would, I, the more I've thought about it, the more I think, yeah, this is the, the best win of the Harbaugh era. I was kind of on the fence after the game on Saturday, but the more I've thought about it, I think it's, it's number one, because I think that this was a game, obviously they needed to have if, you know, they wanted to keep people off their back. And I felt like, there, there have been other really great performances. Penn State last year, uh, I think the Citrus Bowl, uh, the 2016 Citrus Bowl technically, I thought was just a remarkable effort. But this one in particular was awesome because it was surprising and it felt like a football team had been reborn on Saturday. They played with a level of swagger and confidence that they hadn't played with probably since you know the since about this time last season it it seemed like they they had come into the game with this mentality of all right let's let's click the reset button which sucks admittedly i mean it it's it's unfortunate that it took this long for them to to really reset i feel like if if this after the army game would have been a great time for them to really come out and and uh kind of hit hit the reboot button and start from scratch but it seemed like here is where they did. And we finally saw the team that we believed we could see at the beginning of the year. So, and it was a joy to watch Luke. You brought up that it was the most fun you've had watching a game in a while. It seemed like, and I think where that comes from is the fact that it looked like the team we were watching was having a lot more fun than we've seen, seen them have. And when you're winning, that obviously is going to help your confidence. It's going to help how you play the game. It's going to add to add to that energy. But even before they took that big lead, it just seemed like they really wanted this from the very beginning. There was nothing lethargic about that effort on Saturday. And I, I thought it was awesome. I really did. Yeah, that was uh, – I also love that uh, we, we saw a kind of petty Jim out there, you know, still throwing up big fourth quarter, still trying to put up points and put up touchdowns. Like, that was the guy in 2016. You know, and and I don't know. We've talked about it on this pod before. If it he's got away from that a little bit, but man, it seemed like he was coaching pissed off on Saturday. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist, and if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P 
com slash block M. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, and I think that the team came out and responded that way. I, I know that uh, it's fine. I guess how I would sum it up is it finally feels like we're back to where this team was heading into the Ohio yeah. State game last year. A team that plays sure of itself, a team that you know executes at a high level. I really do think that there were factors at the beginning of the season where, um, given how last year ended, um, I've called it battered Wolverine syndrome. Ohio State broke them last year. And uh, it's one of the, you know, the Ohio State game was bad. The bowl game was bad. The, you know, the way that they, they didn't play good football through the first four weeks of the year, even in, in two wins. And obviously the game at uh, Wisconsin was, was really I would call it the low point. I, I can honestly say that was the low point of the Harbaugh era to this point. You, you see it in the content that we put out, that other sites put out. Um, there were a lot of very valid questions that were asked of them. And I think that um, the end of last year and the start of this year, combined with installing a brand new spread-based offense, now it, they've started to dial – not that they've dialed it back, but I think they started to, to really find what they do well and attack it from there. Um I think whatever whatever happened, not only in that Wisconsin game, but whenever something clicked, I can't – it's hard to tell the moment that things started to click in that Penn State game, but whatever it was, that like that felt like a hard – like a reboot button, so to speak. It kind of feels like that was the, um, you know, the, the old customer support. Well, did you try unplugging it and plugging it back in? Uh, it kind of seems like that's where we're at with them right now. And, you know, when people said – there's not a whole oh boy, you know, season's over. There's not a whole lot to play for in terms of college football playoff. Yes. In terms of big 10 championship mathematically, no, but basically yes. Um, someone forgot to tell Michigan that the season was over. And what you saw was a team that I, I think that helped them in a lot of ways play, come out and play loose. They had nothing to lose. We only get so many of these college football Saturdays, so they're not taking them for granted. Um, you know, I really just think it was a combination of factors that led to what we saw over the weekend. And, uh, that loss was so bad that um, you know Notre Dame is probably going to go ten and two again, and people want Brian Kelly fired. Go go to Notre Dame football's football or uh, Notre Dame football's Twitter account and look at some of the mentions there. I kid you not, it's exactly what people said after the Wisconsin game, uh, and even after like the Army game and and you know Iowa game and things like that. So um, hey, as it turns out. It sucks to lose football games, no matter which side of the coin you're on. So I also um, want to point out, yeah. Chris has said this multiple times about that Notre Dame game last year. Chris has harped on it that he thought that if that game last year was played like later in the season like this, he thought Michigan would have won that game. I think it might have looked like this last year, to be quite honest with you. I had that thought during the game. Uh, it's hard to tell. I mean, that's, that's one of those what if situations. Um, you know, I talk about here how people said there's not a whole lot left to play for you go and look at this thing now. And I know after the fifth year is over, it will show, um, 
no Big Ten titles, probably no wins over Ohio State. I, I'm not. No, it's too early to say that, obviously. Um, but let's just say you get to nine and three, which I think they will because Maryland is trash. Michigan State is uh, a couch fire. Indiana, ah, that's going to be a tough game. But I, I think that you will. I really do think that nine and three is is. It's not hard to imagine now. This was the swing game for that. You go to a decent bowl game and you end this year in a high note and you go play, uh, let's just say it's a similar matchup to that Florida game from 2015, and then you go beat the brakes off of a team like that, that's 10-3, and three, four out of five seasons. And, and while it's disappointing, this is why I won't call it, I, I won't ever, I'm not calling the Jim Harbaugh era a failure. They've, they've failed to reach some of their, their biggest goals, but you look at you know ten and three, ten and three, um, eight and five, ten and three, ten and three. That is an incredible amount of stability. And at least at the very, all you can really say is that at the very least, they're giving themselves a chance to be in the hunt. Um, and and like I said, I'm not adjusting the goalposts. Some of the things that they've failed to do are on them, and that's something they have to wear. Namely, 2016, namely 2018. But you know this is the highs can still be pretty high as we saw over the weekend. So, um, and even, you know, you look at the fan Paul stuff that we put out on the website, I think it's like 83.8% of people are up to being optimistic again, which after the Wisconsin game, it was like 12%. And after, even after last week's game, it was like 44%. So I think that people are starting to obviously winning helps. Winning is the penicillin that calls cures all ills, but I think people are starting to realize that, uh, hey, maybe things weren't as bad as we thought they were. Well, let me ask you guys this, and Chris, I'll start with you. How optimistic should we be about the rest of the season? Well, I mean, I I guess I kind of fall somewhere in the middle. I still uh, – beating Ohio State coming into this year was one of those things that I said I'll believe it when I see it. Even as well as – with as well as Michigan played on Saturday – I think this is the best Ohio State team I've ever seen, mm-hmm. like straight up. And as much as it would be a another crushing disappointment to see Michigan lose that game, I don't know if there's a team in the country that could beat Ohio State right now. So, and I don't know if there's a team that will. But I am I'm extremely optimistic that they're going to win every other game. They'll kill Maryland. I I know Michigan State has not only had a tendency to give Michigan a fight every year but just downright beat them quite a few times. Knock on wood here. This is the year, this year just feels different. I watched a whole lot of Michigan State especially on Saturday. That it, it, that team is flatlining right now. They from the coaching staff to the players to every to the fan base, they look completely lifeless. And Michigan needs to absolutely take care of business and beat them by two touchdowns. I'm sorry, from what I've seen, there's no reason why they shouldn't. The Indiana game is always trouble. I don't think Michigan will lose, but the the uh, Indiana always gives them a run. So I'm I'm optimistic that they're going to play some of their best football going forward, and I'm optimistic that the Ohio for the first time in a while I'm optimistic that the Ohio State game won't be a blowout. I think if they would have played Ohio State a couple weeks ago, it would have been a whole lot worse than if they played them now. And at the very least, we're seeing something that we haven't so far that we haven't seen in the Harbaugh era yet or it, with the exception of probably 2015. And that's a team that is showing improvement as you get to November. It seems like in 2016 and, and in last season's campaign, 
it appeared like this team kind of peaked mid to late October. I kind of feel like they're starting to to get the ball rolling and play some of their best football going into November, which is what elite teams do. Not to say that this Michigan team is an elite team, but they want to be, and they need to start playing like it. So I'm I'm optimistic that they can go nine and three. Ten and two would be a a overwhelming. I won't say an overwhelmingly successful season, but uh, an overwhelming surprise considering the way this team looked several games into the year. Yeah, I would agree with that for the most part. And I would also say that I've said all along, I think that nine and three is kind of the magic number for them. I think if you get to nine and three with their chance to win a 10th game in a bowl game, and you can't, you can't say they're going to win or lose a bowl game until you see what the matchup is, whatever. Um, for me to call this season a success without achieving those things that they were picked to achieve before the season, it has to come with a win against Ohio State. That's for me to call it a, a total success and a step in the right direction. Now, for me to say that it was acceptable and you saw improvement late and there's hope for the future, you need to continue to improve offensively and just just compete with Ohio State. Give yourself a chance. Um, don't Don't – screw up your shot at beating them on your own. If they're going to beat you, like you said, I think you could make the argument this is Ohio State's best team since the team that won the national title. It might be better than that team when you look at what they have uh, at pretty much pretty much outside of that offensive line, which I'm not a fan of. And again, I think a good effort in the trenches is going to give Michigan a chance in that game. Um, and I think they have, you know, that gave Wisconsin even a bit of a chance in that game. But they just – you know, outside of Jonathan Taylor, they used to have the athletes to to keep up when things kind of got dicey late. I think Michigan does have that, and even 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 yeah, Taylor got you, shut down. There, Wisconsin is a one player team, like period, and, and that one player is very good, and it's someone who deserves Heisman buzz. But, um, like I said, I think all you can really ask for is just just keep winning. You've got three very very winnable games coming up in the next four weeks. Um, just take care of business, drive a final stake into the Mark D'Antonio era and send that demon packing once and for all. And when, when November 30th rolls around, give yourself a chance. Um, you know, that, that game really, that has a chance to be truly the the turning point where everything goes, Whoa. Okay. But I think last Saturday was the turning point for, okay, there's definitely a lot to be excited about moving forward. Um, Notre Dame has NFL guys in the trenches on both sides of the ball. They were pushed around at both sides of the ball. Uh, an officiating error by John O'Neill and, and his uh, farting corpse of a refereeing crew um, got them back into that game. <laughs> and Michigan, what usually happens when calls go against Michigan? The bottom starts to fall out. Not only did the bottom not fall out, after it went 17-7, they outscored them, whatever it was, uh, math is hard, 28-7 the rest of the way. That's how you close a football game. And and this team is learning how to win, not only learning how to win, but learning how to close out games um, at least after one week. It's like I said, you just keep improving and give yourself a chance. And you know, I'm not going to prognosticate uh, what happens at Ohio State game yet because that's a month away. Um, we know what both teams look like as of now. Would I pick Michigan to win as of today? Absolutely not. Will I pick them to win a month from now? Probably not. But it's, you just want to keep seeing improvement. And, and like I said, I've said it a billion times, just give yourself a chance. 
And there was also something that I noticed in that Notre Dame game and really the second half of the Penn State game. Shea Patterson looks different. Like he had a couple of those. First of all, I was getting pretty upset in the beginning of that game that there was just no keeping it. But he did end up keeping it on those reads a couple times. And he was able to get to the edge a few times. He almost looked a step faster out there than he has all year. It was it was strange. He was decisive with the football his feet looked much faster. He didn't look shaken in the pocket. Again, I, I don't know exactly what clicked. I don't know if it was like the MJ secret stuff from Space Jam or what, man, but he has he's almost turned a corner this season. I think that's really made the rest of the offense go because he is he's finding all these guys. The throw that he made uh, was it on it was after they were up big uh, I think it was to DPJ it wasn't a touchdown but it was a it was a long completion when he threw it he threw it to an area because he saw DPJ he hadn't even broke on his route yet and and I feel like that's not a throw that Shea was making in the early part of this year especially in you know like in the likes of Wisconsin and the first half of the Penn State game but something has happened with him that he's really started to make this offense go. Maybe he's just more comfortable in the system, and it's taken this long to, to really get comfortable in well, the new system. I, think, I don't know. Well, it was it was very much, at least for the first half, I would say in the second half once the weather cleared up and he actually that he needed to make some throws, he, he did. But for the most part, that was a, a game manager type of game. I mean, through, what, two and a half quarters, they completed two passes. With the exception of that... Uh, and if okay, if there's one negative you're going to take from that game, and I'm nitpicking here, with the exception of that completely ridiculous uh, left-handed backward pass that could have very easily been a a six points for the other team, uh, I thought he was he was fine, he was great, um, and yeah, he does look different. I think they've gotten the, this talented receiving core involved, which is you know very much a plus, um, and, and I think part of it with what you noticed, Luke, about him keeping it. I think that opening up running holes for the running backs helps that a lot. It creates that uncertainty where you don't know who's going to have the ball. And when you put eight guys in the box, knowing that Hassan Haskins or, or Zach Charbonnet has the potential to, to bust one open anytime they touch the ball, uh, it's probably going to give Shea a lot more confidence that he can keep it and get around the edge. And I think we saw that on Saturday. The read option became more of an option because the running game was so good early on. And, and offensively, it turned into a performance that Jim Harbaugh absolutely needed. And I think as much uh, you know flack as Harbaugh gets, I thought he, he simply outcoached Brian Kelly on Saturday. But Notre Dame was trying to uh, get to the edges with some of, their, some of their speedsters. They weren't able to do it. And then they tried to throw the ball on a monsoon. And that wasn't going to work. And I thought Michigan stuck to their game plan of trying to run the ball. And I was surprised to see them dominate the line of scrimmage the way they did. But I was more than happy to see it. I thought it was excellent. Yeah, I think there are two things with Shea Patterson right now. I think one, first and foremost, I think he's actually legitimately healthy now, which is is huge. He just seems quicker, more decisive, faster on the runs. I mean, even when he he got down on the field on that True Wilson touchdown and – God bless him. He he wasn't a lead blocker by any means, but he was leading the charge and and at least there. Um, so I think he's he's a little faster, more decisive. And the other thing, and I've talked about this a few weeks ago, I think what Michigan is allowing him to do now is just be 
be a good college quarterback. Don't, you know, don't, you're not an NFL guy right now. Just, just run the offense, make decisions, make quick decisions and, and, and just play your best football. And, and it doesn't seem like he's overthinking as much anymore. Um, I think the other thing too, is that it's no coincidence that his play has started to take off as they've started to run the ball a lot better. Right. Um, that obviously will help any quarterback. Uh, it seems like you have a, a pretty, pretty terrific one-two punch uh, right now. I, I didn't think coming into the year that Hassan Haskins was going to be much of a factor, but you know you can make the argument. I mean, Zach Charbonnet is consistent, but um, Hassan Haskins is kind of taking things to a different level right now. And uh, everyone, everyone kind of hates a by committee approach. Everyone wants their bell cow back and things like that. But um, you got two guys that are playing like that to to divvy up, you know, fifteen to twenty carries a game each. That's that helps a lot in an offensive line that's it's ascending, that's playing a lot better. Again, we forget that you've got a redshirt freshman playing right tackle who arguably played his best game of the season over the weekend. John Runyon Jr. has been healthy the last few weeks. The interior, Cesar Ruiz didn't really have a great start to the year, but he and Mike, Mike Onwenu and Ben Bredesen, um, you haven't heard their names a lot lately because they've been destroying everybody. So, um, yeah, hats off to them. I really just think it's everything has kind of come together at once, just like everything kind of fell apart at once, whether it be due to expectations or trying to make up too much ground on Ohio State too fast and, and their rivals and things like that, and just general growing pains in a new offense with a first-year play caller. I think Josh Gaddis finding his groove has helped. Shea Patterson find his groove has helped. The offensive line find his groove has helped the running back game find its groove. And when you're confident in all of those things, as a head coach, now we're going to Jim Harbaugh, I think you can start to be a little more aggressive. I mean, people want to tone it to, you know, attribute some of him, that conservative stuff as him being um, toning down his personality. But I think that, you know, publicly he'll say he trusts his football team. But I really do think when you, when, when they're really, when he's really had a good team, he has no problem being more aggressive and trusting his guys. And I think that, at least for just one night, we'll see what happens moving forward. Everything clicked, and, and they, as I wrote, beautifully, emphatically hit their stride and made a lot of us, the media, podcasters, fans, whatever you want to call it, made a lot of us look stupid for um, for criticizing it. Now, again, if a couple weeks, you know, if this week you come out flat, if you know you have to squeak out a close one against Michigan State, if you get blown out against Ohio State. A lot of that goodwill is going to peter out, so it just has to continue. But I have a feeling with this group and what I see and what we can tangibly measure, I don't think that's going to be the case on any of those fronts. Chris, anything to add? Uh, no, I, I completely agree, and I, I would say that yeah, I feel like we've been agree- agreeing a lot today. But It's been an optimistic podcast. It's been an optimistic show. After after a performance like that, it's hard to argue uh, about much of anything. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for that. Uh, I think the biggest thing you could say about after following that performance is Jim Harbaugh bought himself time. Uh, they, they've got he's got some of the media pressure off his back. Some, I mean, there's going to be guys who are still going to be on him, but and we know who those people are. But uh, I think they got some of the pressure off. They put together a marvelous performance. Uh, the team seems to be rallying at the right time. They're considering what we've seen so far this season, which has admittedly been a lot of disappointment, they are in about as good a spot as they can be being a team that has two losses, if that makes sense. 
let's hey they just got to keep it rolling man i'm as optimistic now as i've been since like i said probably after the penn state game a year ago a lot of good football a lot of opportunity left for this michigan team And at the end of the day hey that's what we're looking for uh, i'll let you guys uh, offer up any final thoughts that you have here um michigan basketball kicks off later this week exhibition game on friday i know you guys are jazzed for that and the next time we record a show will be season oh, wow. opener eve so maybe i don't i don't foresee, i don't foresee a ton of uh a ton of in, uh, Maryland takeaways. Something crazy could always happen, but if you fellows are willing to oblige, maybe we do throw it back with a little basketball. Talk that sounds good to me. We're all obviously going to depend on that Maryland game, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this basketball season. To be quite honest with you, we'll take a little deep dive next week. Chris, any final thoughts? No, man. Just a a lot of credit to to this to this football team, man. Who's who's you know, it kind of been put through the ringer and I don't really, I don't take back any of the criticism I've had, but you know, you come out on Saturday and I thought that was about as inspired an effort as I've seen from Michigan team in a long time. That was really a, a, a very, uh, a performance that really makes a fan optimistic and we know how hard these guys work. And I think to see the, their, you know, that, that effort pay off and what was a dominant performance against a very good Notre Dame team, just really, really fun, and uh, I'm I'm happy to see this team progressing uh, in a way that I wasn't sure they'd be able to progress after the first couple games of the year. All right, Chris, let us know where we can find you on social media. All right, you can find me on Twitter. That's my mainstay at Castellani2014. That's at C A S T E L L A N I two o one four. Things are getting crazy. We got at least at the most two more. Uh, World Series post games. Uh, maybe Verlander can close this thing out. We might have one more, but we got Michigan football post games, and soon enough, I can't believe I'm saying this, uh, even though Anthony just brought it up. We're going to have Michigan basketball post games coming up very soon. Uh, you know, always, and we're always talking movies and sports. And on my Twitter page, you'll find the link to my YouTube page. I got to have some reviews up very soon. A lot of movies I want to see, um, and that's where I review movies. And if my Snapchat is the same as my Twitter handle, and if you want to see me on Instagram, that's Chris Castle 95. That's C H R I S C A S T L E nine five. Please follow me on all those platforms. Anthony, how about you, man? Oh, well, sorry. My dog is currently climbing up me as <laughs> I close out the show. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Anthony T broom, follow um, the website at Mason brew, get our shows, wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google, um, Stitcher, wherever. Uh, and if it's not there, let us know. We'll try and get it there. Uh, it's going to be a lot of good stuff this week. Um, yeah, we're ramping up basketball preview stuff. Obviously, a lot to kind of put a bow on this Notre Dame week, and then we'll, we'll talk about what we want to see moving forward. So, yeah, again, thanks for listening. Uh, I know we didn't have a Monday show this week, being that, we were in the press box until two thirty in the morning. I didn't record the podcast uh, for the post game until Sunday morning, and I figured, uh, you know, that's that's too many times in a row to hear my voice in that short amount of time. So I uh, figured everything I could say. I'd say here with my amigo. So gl- glad uh, another good episode, fellas. And you can find me on Twitter at Luke Gary, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I, and make sure to follow the Brewcast Show page at brewcast show and it's been a fun one here and coming off a great weekend looking forward to another one coming up on saturday and 
that'll do it for us here today. Remember to subscribe and leave a review for all of our shows and content where you get your podcasts, but just by searching Maze and Brew Podcasts on Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. We'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode of Future Brew, and we'll see you next week on Brewcast.